The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We'll get started in just a minute. And uh, those in the room here will be doing this chant we've been saying together at the beginning of the Sunday morning program. It's on page 26. And those of you online, it's in the chat. You can open up that document and you'll see the five remembrances or the five subjects for frequent recollection, as they're called, in the Buddhist tradition. This is something the Buddha encourages us to bring to mind every day. And so my suggestion is just to do the chant, whether you do it out loud at home or here or just listen to the words, but just noticing the impact on the mind when we bring these words to mind. And it isn't about being grim. It isn't about trying to convince ourselves of anything. It's just letting the words land. And, uh, you know, your mind might rebel against one of these statements, but then you can observe that. Well, is this actually the way it is or not? You know, Mm -hmm. and if it is, let me have a relationship with that, right? Because that's what the repetition does. It's just encouraging us to kind of go beyond habits of denial and distraction and realize, oh yeah, we are subject to aging and illness and death and loss. That's not personal to me, right? It's just how it is. With birth, having an existence, then we're subject to these things naturally. So let's go ahead and do that together. And then we'll have about 30 minutes of sitting time. Start with the bell. Five subjects for frequent recollection. I am of the nature to age. I have not gone beyond aging. I am of the nature to sicken. I have not gone beyond sickness. I am of the nature to die. I have not gone beyond dying. All that is mine, beloved and pleasing, will become otherwise, will become separated from me. I am the owner of my karma, Heir to my karma, born of my karma, related to my karma, abide supported by my karma. Whatever karma I shall do, for good or for ill, of that I 
posture, and for those who are new to the center and to this particular chant that we've been doing, remember the word kama, or the Pali is actually kama, and the Sanskrit version of that word is karma, which we're more probably familiar with in the West. But in any case, the teaching on kama, it just means actions done with intention. So thoughts, but intentionally thinking a thought or speaking some words, or doing some action in the world. When we do things with intention, then there's an impression left in the mind, in the heart. So we become the person who did that with intention. And that's all that means, karma. And so who we are, in a sense, are this wild collection of impressions that have been laid down through all that we've done, this mind is done, with intention. So if you were really good yesterday, that probably left an impression. And so today, you're the person who has that impression of having done something really nice yesterday. Or if you were really mean yesterday, then that left an impression probably. It's hard to do something really mean without leaving an impression in the mind, in the heart. And so we become that person. That's all that means. It's a natural process. So if we have a lot of whatever we have, that is there naturally, lawfully, because this mind did stuff. And that mind that did that stuff, it's not even that personal, right, in a, the deepest sense. And I'll talk about that later. But first we'll sit. So we listen to our body, we cultivate a stable, relatively comfortable posture that we can hold mostly still, we value stillness in the body, but of course there may be some movements, and that's okay. And it's nice, especially as you have more practice experience, to know how to invite this body to be relaxed. Do you know where to pay attention? Maybe your shoulders are tight or lifted. And then it's almost as if you say to yourself, Honey, it's okay to let the shoulders drop. It's okay to release any clenching in the jaw. It's okay to relax those muscles around the eyes and the brow. Any tension in the hands and fingers, okay to relax. Even that floor of the pelvis can release into the cushion, into the chair. And we rely on the alignment of the spine to support this ease, relative ease in our sitting posture. Just a nice stacking of the vertebra in a way that doesn't take a lot of muscular effort to hold the body upright. Head balances nicely on the spine.
And one of the first things we can do in our sitting time here together on Sunday mornings, but also, of course, when you're home practicing alone, in a way, this is the most available pleasantness, which is the mind or our heart harmonizing with this body with this bodily experience right here and now. Because we could, in a conscious or unconscious way, be at war or in conflict with the bodily experience or in denial or distracted. Or we could do our best to harmonize, to be intimate and harmonize with the actual experience of physicality, the actual sensations that are arising and being felt. The heart could practice opening and be willing to feel what's here to feel in the body. So we're not picking and choosing. We're allowing and opening and sensing willing, in a sense, to be exposed to what's moving in the body. And in that way, we harmonize, we abandon distraction and denial and any habits of control, controlling, judging. So it's not so much about changing the bodily experience or sensations, but harmonizing with the way it is in the body, being close and allowing whatever's here to feel to be felt, not afraid of the exposure to the bodily experience now, as if there's a deep wisdom and compassion that understands that, well, it's like this now in the body. And rejecting it, hiding from it, trying to dominate it or fix it, all of that is even more stress, more dis-ease. So I'm going to harmonize open and harmonize with the body and feel that healing. It's really an embodied well-being that can arise when the sensitive heart, the sensitive mind is willing to do its best to harmonize with what's moving in the body, the sensations that are coming and going in the body. And it's almost as if, in a loving way, we're saying to the body over and over, yes, yes, you belong. I'm not afraid to feel. I'm not afraid for these sensations to move and be felt.
and paying particular attention to any of that calm, that embodied well-being that might begin to arise and even spread as the sensitive heart and mind does its best to connect and harmonize with the body as it is, which of course includes that movement of breath, You can even coordinate this intention to harmonize with the body with your breath. So as you breathe in, just that intention to open and include the totality of the experience of the body, this movement of sensation. And with the exhalation, the intention to allow the body to be the way it is, to drop habits of denial or control or judgment. So a loving yes, the body's like this with the inhalation and that intention to allow, to forgive and to be patient. And then again, notice the however subtle it might be initially or faint, notice that sense of embodied well-being. Notice how it begins to spread 
as the mind and body begin to harmonize, no longer in any kind of conflict with each other. It's the mind relearning how to be intimate and unafraid to be intimate with the body.
really important that we learn not to give up on this particular training, the sensitive heart and mind harmonizing with the body just as it is, this movement of sensation, breathing in, opening, allowing, exhaling, opening and allowing, allowing the body to be allowing sensations to move and allowing any habits of resistance or wanting to control or denial, just allowing those habits to cease and be replaced with the habit of opening and allowing and noticing the harmonizing effects of that way of relating to the body or being with the body. Sense of wholeness. Sense of joy or lightness of heart and ease. And in particular, for these last couple minutes, Noticing that this moment is empty of conflict or empty of the agitation of my mind resisting or trying to control or having a problem with conditions. It's empty of that. And so what's there instead is the absence of that conflict is peace or ease, or lightness of heart. You could even call it joy. To be on the lookout for those wholesome and beautiful qualities that naturally are there when the conflict ceases.
Big welcome, everyone. Just your posture, stretch out a little bit if you'd like. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.